Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. 
A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. It's Sunday night with Alan Ray. Once again, I had to celebrate my birthday last week. You know, I got to a point I got to, and if I don't do this show every week, I get to the second week and it feels like I just haven't done a show forever, forever. But I found myself a Sunday afternoon. I hadn't even celebrated my birthday yet, which was like Friday the ninth. And um, I, I decided that I was just going to take some me time and uh, take the afternoon off, take Sunday off, and just kind of do all things. And I ended up tinkering around in the garage. And I got to tell you about that. That's going to be the, one of the foundations of tonight's show. This show is dedicated to all of the heroes in Martha's Vineyard who were forced to endure this harrowing, immigration flood experience. We are so glad that they, that they survived it. They lived through it. Uh, we'll talk about that more later, but this show is dedicated to their trials and tribulations. And um, yes, Jeff, I was doing my best Rick imitation uh, impersonation. That's right. If you're listening to this on Sunday night, once again, nine Oh five Eastern standard time, the only time that matters, uh, get into the chat room at www.klrnradio.com. Uh, you will find uh, miscreants and um, misfits such as Jeff, uh, Artie, yours truly, Rex, Will, and Mini Raptor. I think Rick, uh, Rick was in there. Rick dodged on us. Where did he? What happened to him? Yeah, I'll get even with him someday. I think you offended him, Jeff. You offended him with your your snark. Shame on you. Anyway, yes. Um. So I began tinkering. And, um, some of you saw my, uh, saw my pictures and stuff like that. I, I just was kind of, uh, doing them on the sly. I was taking like the weekend off from Twitter. I had a show Saturday night and, uh, did some things, um, Sunday and, and, and what happened was, and let me start from the beginning of this. Uh, I got a coupon 
for a uh, what they call a tri-band radio. Uh, it's two meter, one point two five meter, and seventy centimeters. Okay, um, one point two five meters. Mm, not very many people use. Don't have much use for it. I like having it there because there are a few local repeaters. This is a ham radio. Of course, you have to be licensed to do that. Those of you who listen to Sunday Night with Alan Ray, you know that I'm into this stuff. I'm ham licensed. Got my general, and we'll get into that more in a minute. But um, so I get this little thing in, this little QYT uh, 8900R, I believe is the model. It's like hand-sized. It, it really is. It's like four inches by three inches by an inch. It's tiny. And I'm. it works good. I was like, you know, this thing is either going to blow up the first time I key the mic or it may last for a while. If this thing lasts a year, that's cool. I'm good with it. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do with it? So what I ended up doing is um, remember quite a few episodes ago when I made the uh, Faraday cage ammo can, you know, the ammo can you get from Harbor Freight and, you know, I lined it and did all this stuff with it. Well, I ended up taking this radio and uh, mounting it inside this ammo can. All right. It fits really nicely right up at the top of it. Lots of room behind it. Um, I riveted in, made a nice little uh, one-inch hole, and and put the antenna uh, through connector on top of it, riveted that end. Looks very professional. Looks really nice for something very redneck. And um, sealed everything as best I can. I think it's still going to uh, give it some protection in case of a uh, of a um, electromagnetic pulse or in case of a coronal mass ejection. And... Um, then I was looking at it and I went, this thing needs to be, it's just begging to be completely autonomous. So I bought a lithium battery. What do they call them? Life pole batteries. Um, 12 volt, 10 amp, probably about, I don't know. It's probably about three by four by about mm, three inches deep. And made a little bracket. I've got little brackets hanging around here. They're pretty nice, pretty sturdy. Put those in and I mounted that on the other side of the can. So I've got the the radio on one end, the battery on the other, wired them together, you know, um heavy duty nice wire. And um lo and behold it works great. It works fantastic. I hooked it up to just um a dual band antenna on a stick out in my barn. And I was, I participated in a couple of ham radio nets. I talked to some people uh, several miles away, 30, 35, 40 miles away, uh, both north, south, and east of me, a little bit uh, from my hometown and people west of me. Worked super. I was getting very, very good reviews. Uh, audio was crystal clear. They said full quieting. Um, in fact, some of them um, I, I met with today at the uh, Ham Fest in my hometown of Adrian, Michigan. And uh, we talked about it. And um, we uh, I, I actually gave a few of uh, the people a little bit of instructions on what I did. So I make this. I test it. It, it works phenomenally. And of course, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, what it needs to do is this, this needs to be a uh, proverbial, you know what hits the fan type radio. Uh, it's got a lot more power than a little handheld. Uh, it's, it's, you know, very portable. It's like an ammo can. You just grab it, throw it in your truck, you can take off, go wherever you have to go and set it up and do it. What it was missing 
what it was missing to be completely off grid is a charging system. Being the person I am, and I got some really good advice from quite a few people, uh, I decided to make a solar charging system. Not just for this, but for quite a few things that I have now and that I'm going to be building in the future. And I did not know this going into it, so I'm going to share this information. You may know it, you may not know it. A lithium battery has to have a special controller in order to charge it. And what it kind of amounts to, and I'll give you the layman's terms on it, is a uh, flooded battery, a regular old uh, deep cycle battery you go down to uh, your local Napa and get, you know, that you run your boat motor on and all this. Um, it slowly charges up. You know, your your all of your um, your charging kind of, if you look at it on a graph, is a graph that kind of goes upwards. Um, when you hit it with voltage, with amperage, and you're charging it, it just continues to go up, even though the controller hits it with full force and that controller is like up at the very top and just basically flat lines until the battery catches up with it. Lithium batteries do not do that. Yes, Will, you won't believe how Harbor Freight comes to the rescue on this. Will in chat says Harbor Freight to the rescue. Um, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. So, um, I did some research. I ordered in from that uh, place that starts with an A, an actual controller that was highly recommended. It was like the top 10 controllers. And it is designed especially to charge lithium batteries, which have to be, the voltage slowly has to work its way up. Not only, this thing's pretty cool too. Not only does it do that, but it will bring back dead lithium batteries or revive them. It has two ports for uh, USB ports for charging uh, phones. Um, it, it'll do any battery, basically. Um, my uh, my battery-charged um, shortwave radios that I talk about, it'll do all that stuff. Um, that came in today, too. And, of course, I go to the Ham Fest out at the uh, Lenawee County Airport. Great time today. This was my morning. I mean, just hit the ground running. I got about four hours of sleep, had a show last night, woke up, took off to the uh, to the uh, Lenawee County Airport. Um, did that from about, well, I, I cruised in there about 7 o'clock, worked there till noon. But I did get some time to walk around and gather a few things. Um, and I, I only spent about 30 bucks there. I was proud of myself. I was like, well, I'll drop by Harbor Freight afterwards and see what they've got solar panels for. Because believe it or not, if you look them up, some of Harbor Freight's solar panels are actually better than stuff you get from anywhere else, Amazon or whatever. I've seen some reviews on them, and, and you get the right ones, and they're pretty good. Sure enough, I walk in there, and guess what? They've got the 100-watt solar panel on sale for 99 bucks. And to make matters worse... They were giving away freebies if you spent over 50 bucks. So guess what? I replaced my metal ammo can. I also picked up some drill bits, and I got a 100-watt solar panel. So I've got all the pieces in place to build the big solar charger, to, and I might just get me a bigger lithium-ion battery for the rest of my ham equipment that I have, or I might just get a regular, uh, regular um, gel battery. Those are pretty cool to have, too. Um, and just take, you know, build myself a nice little off-grid communication center. 
always good to have those, especially out here in no man's land where the power goes out and the um, power company tends to ignore you for, I don't know, two, three, four days a week. So it's good to have that kind of thing. And my wife was all on board with it because she wants me to build a something that I can actually power batteries, use an inverter, and actually run a few things on. Get it where I can actually, you know, something to supplement, I guess, our um, generator. We've got a nice 6,000-watt generator, but how long is that going to last? So she's kind of on board with it, too. Um, but anyways... That is our um, that is our solar charging. I mean, it's it's interesting that I fell down that rabbit hole, and I'm glad I got some really good advice from some really good friends. So now I have canned ham, which that's what um, that's what we lovingly named this uh, ammo can radio setup. We call it canned ham because you know can ham radio in a can. You could seal it up. It's uh, relatively. EMP proof, coronal mass injection proof. Uh, you never know when anything like that's going to happen. Good to have. I got it sitting out in the garage. It's sealed up when I want to use it. I just pop the lid off of it, screw the antenna on it, and I'm making contacts all over the place. Um, so if you really want, if you want to know what I use, it was a QIT 8900R radio. Nice, tiny little radio. Um, very lightweight. Drilled a couple of holes, mounted it. Right into there. It took. It was a little tricky getting the screws, the mounting screws, into the bracket, into the uh, unit itself. You know, my my feeble old hands and my eyes are kind of you know not like what they used to be. But I got that without much problem. Um, and then a uh, a nice little twelve volt ten amp lithium ion battery, a uh, lithium battery in the bottom, bracketed in, secured in. I modified the lid where the battery can't escape, can't get out of its little cage and start falling all over the place. Um, put some spacers in there so it can't slide back and forth. It's in there pretty securely. And you can use this canned ham either laying down where you're, you know, you have the the battery at one end and the, the um, radio at the other end, or you can use it standing up where you have the radio at the top, battery at the bottom. Either way, it makes a, de- a decent little end-of-the-world type communication device. 20 to 25 watts is going to get you out quite far, a lot farther than just a little uh, handheld radio. So there you have it. And and the total cost, let's see, uh, the radio, I ended up with a coupon, I ended up with getting that for 60 bucks. It's usually 80 bucks. So you got 80, 95, you probably got, I don't know, the battery's about 40. You got less than 150 bucks wrapped up into this thing. And if Harbor Freight's giving away the, the steel ammo cans, you get even less than that. So for 150 bucks, you got a, a pretty decent little unit. And, of course, you could probably get better radios that are still just as small to chuck in there as long as it fits in the crevice. got a little room behind it for, for um, air to flow through it. You'd be good. So there you have it. Canned ham. We call it canned ham. And um, when, I, when I talk to my radio friends, uh, they crack up. They love that. They love it. And a couple of them uh, plan on actually making a uh, version of it. I'm sure they'll get out of hand, wildly out of hand. Ham radio people get wildly out of hand as a uh, rule. Um, I'm also looking forward to getting the solar panel and the uh, the electronics set up because it's getting that type of season, you know, the time of year where 
and, and people, a lot of people don't realize this, but September, there's usually some bizarre weather rolling through that can result in things like tornadoes, wind shear, stuff that knocks power out. We're getting into October, November here pretty soon. We get ice storms and snow and crap like that. It's going to be nice to have that kind of setup going into extreme weather and learning how to use it. So there you have it, canned ham. Um, now, back to the ham radio club, back to the ham fest that I went to today. I spent 30 bucks. Ten of it, there's a guy there. He's got like every adapter, every end, every whatever piece you need to hook wire to wire. It's just he's like three, four tables full of this stuff. And, of course, I hit that, you know, like a kid in a candy shop. Ooh, one of these. Ooh, one of these. Ooh, one of these. And stocked up on all the little adapters and ends that, you know, you, you find yourself needing when you do what I do, the craziness that I'm involved in. And um, that was about 10 bucks worth. That was pretty cool. I went out to what they call the trunk sales. Basically, people uh, set up tables, work out of the back of their trucks or their cars or whatever. They sell stuff uh, all the way through this little winding little path. Kind of neat. You run into a lot of people. I, I actually ran into the woman that I, when I went to test for my general license, she was testing for a technician license. She's in a wheelchair. She's a veteran. Um, wonderful person. And we recognized each other like right off the bat. You know, she goes, Hey, I remember you. And I was like, yeah. So we started talking and realized that the booth we were standing in front of was being run by actually the guy that did the tests for us. And he started laughing too. Out of all the places in this world, she's from somewhere down in the middle of Ohio. This guy's from up um, north of, of Ann Arbor. And here I am. We're all sitting there in the same place at the same time, just out of the blue. So that was kind of the cool thing. But I was walking around the tables, and I have kind of a mental list of things that I look for at these ham fests. Lo and behold, I ran into something today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with this because it's old technology. It's technology that I think most people write off. They don't even think about. But I'm going to tell you why it's a good reason to have this. So I walk up to this table, and this guy, he pegs, he, he just has me nailed right off the bat. He looks at me, and he goes, you look like a musician. <laughs> I kind of laugh. He goes, actually, you look like a bass player. I went, do I reek of, play, of playing bass? He goes, yes, you kind of do. I went, because you're exactly right, since I was 15 years old. And we start laughing. We strike up a conversation. His son's sitting next to him. He's a drummer. Got, you know, the long, stringy hair. Looks like a, looks like a 25-year-old drummer. Um, and we're laughing and cutting up. And I'm looking at the wares that he has on his table. He's got some pretty cool stuff. And he, I noticed that he had a Bearcat BC800XLT scanner sitting on the table really good condition he has got he's got 40 bucks on it and i'm thinking you know man eh, that's that's not a bad price i've seen them uh 50 uh 50 to 100 110 bucks uh on ebay and places like that some of them sometimes you could get one that's questionable for about 40 maybe 30 and we keep talking for a little bit and uh and then uh i you know i asked him about it i was like you know i was getting close to closing time but people are starting to leave and i was like um does that work? And he goes, well, the, the LEDs are just a little bit dim on. If you're inside, yeah, it works pretty good. If you're out of the sun, it works pretty good. He goes, I'll tell you what, 20 bucks and it's yours. I don't feel like packing it up. Sold. I grabbed it. 
$20. Now, I have, and I didn't know this, but I'm, I'm kind of sitting on a pot of gold here because I got online when I got home and I Googled this thing and I Googled the, the manual, which it came with a nice printed manual. And apparently people cannot find the operator's manual for these anywhere. They just don't exist. Well, I've got a fresh one here. <laughs> I might get my money back because it, it's really easy to operate. This thing's super easy to operate, super easy to program. But the original bill of sale was in the manual. These things ran $220 brand new. These are high end. These are nice. Now, why, might you ask, would I want old technology like a Bearcat BC800X LT scanner? Those of you who don't know, when you think of scanners, you think of police scanners. You think of going over to your uncle's house who's on the fire department, and you got that, that little uh, gizmo sitting up on a shelf where the lights are going back and forth, and then all of a sudden it stops and goes, <laughs> you know, that's what you think of when you think of a scanner, right? That's pretty much what it is. This one's not quite like that. It's a lot newer than that, but it's still kind of old technology. It's still pretty heavy, and... um a lot of people would think, why would you want one of these? So let's, let's pop this bottle of wine open and take a drink of it. Number one, the Bearcat 800 XLT has a full set of frequencies. It has HF frequencies for ham radio. It has dual band frequencies. It has um, um, basically police it has um, all kinds of frequencies. I mean, it's the full spectrum. It's 40-channel scanner, so you can program 40 channels into it. You have different ways of scanning. You can, like, scan 1 through 20 only, or you can scan 21 through 40 only, or you can scan all of them. It's kind of neat. You know, you can set things different ways up. Um, but then you ask yourself, What's there to scan out there? What What's going out there? Because haven't all of the, the police and most of the fire departments and stuff moved to a trunking system, digital system, kind of like a cell phone? Yes, they have. But there's still a lot out there. There's air. Air traffic still uses good old-fashioned 118 through 137 frequencies. Um. They're out there, and if you're anywhere near it, you know, it's kind of fun to listen to some of that. Your county road commission pretty much has frequencies within the range of this scanner. Railroads, I know the uh, Norfolk Southern that you hear run through this show every once in a while is 160.380. You program that into a radio that'll take that frequency. You can hear them coming and hear them going. Uh, municipalities, schools. Prisons, but I repeat myself, um, security, places like that, power companies. If you're, getting one, you're picking up what I'm throwing down here, power companies. I think ours is like 893.75 or something like that. You can hear them, and I hear them all the time working on areas around here when we have outages or storms and stuff like that. There is still a lot of stuff going on in the airwaves that's not in the trunked system of your state emergency systems. And if you live somewhere pretty remote, your cops and your EMs 
probably still using the regular frequencies. What I've done with this, and, and you know, you got to think to yourself too. My first 20 channels is all air traffic. I'm a nerd like that. The other 20 channels are important channels that if we have some kind of an emergency, some kind of an outage, some kind of anything, I mean, just think of it, air, rail, um, your road commissions, plus most people don't know this, but even your trunked systems like the state police use and your local county uh, police and stuff like that, the, like the digital systems they use, even those systems have analog backups. So if it really gets bad, things crash, things go south, they switch to those systems. And guess what? You'll be able to hear if you have something like this. Does not take a license to own them. Basically, this one, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, quite honestly. I might I might just build a shelf in here and put it up there. Might put it on my front porch. I don't know. Sit there and listen to it and uh, run me an antenna up on top of the roof in the front porch. I don't know yet, but I bought it and it, it works really, really well. But it's a good idea to have one of these. You can go on eBay. Like I said, find them for 50 bucks. They're worth it. There's other out there that are kind of basic. Eh, I don't know. But if you find one of these Bearcat 800 XLTs, highly recommended if it's in great shape because it does have the full frequency range. It's got three different access ports for antennas. You can put an outside antenna on it. I've got that uh, discone antenna, which is kind of like a, I don't know, it looks kind of like an umbrella with a little post on top. That will be perfect for this project. I should get everything with that. So you also get with this, of course, ham frequencies. You can plug in your area repeaters, whatever. I wish it had more channels. But I've got, what, one, two, three, I've got probably six radios sitting around here that get the rest of the channels. Not really worried about it. I predominantly wanted it for air traffic and some of the emergency traffic that I get. Bus traffic. You know, your kids, if you've got your kids and they're going to school or something like that and you want to hear what's going on, you can program in the buses usually. They've got little uh, um, UHF or VHF radios. You can hear them talking to each other. And um, that gets... That gets pretty dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I've listened to some of these bus drivers like, well, I'm glad uh, as bad as your job can get, at least you're not a bus manager. So I highly recommended. That was my $20 sale. Um, that's, that's the $20 I spent really at the uh, ham fest this week. I had everything else. I mean, everything that they had, I had a version of it. I was like, yeah, I really wasn't into it. And then, of course, I went to, to Harbor Freight, and I just blew the rest of whatever I made um, last night playing music. It's all gone. I don't care. I set it aside for this. I, I, oh, two weeks ago, I told my wife, I was like, Hamfest is coming up. I'm setting all this money aside, and I'm just going to blow it on what I want. So I come home with a giant solar panel, come home with a, a scanner, and she just laughs at me. She says, yep, there you go. All right. And it doesn't cut into the family budget, doesn't do anything. So there you have it. We have canned ham run by solar. And then I've got a backup and I've got to figure out a way to get an inverter so that I can uh, do the do the scanner like off grid too. I, I'm going to start moving a lot of stuff off grid. You, you getting that? You, you picking that up? I'm, I'm really thinking now that I'm into it, maybe getting two or three more solar panels and just making me a nice little battery bank array that I can run most of this house of, uh, off of um, if our uh, current president decides to just poop on everything and just flush it all down the toilet and we're left with nothing. 
I would at least, at least like to have a fan blowing on me at night. All right. We have already reached the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll do some ranting and raving and checking out all of the chaos going on in the world. And maybe uh, a little hint of why you need some of the things I'm talking about. Don't go away. I will be back in just a moment. Yeah, man. As a Blue Cross Medicare member, managing your medications from home is simple. With our easy-to-use prescription drug plans, you can get the medicine your doctor prescribes from your local pharmacy or even delivered by mail. For the trusted care you need and want, Blue Cross will be here with more convenient ways of getting it. Like we've been for more than 80 years. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Confidence comes with every card. To learn more, visit bcbsm.com slash senior options. Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA.
Tell me you're not bobbing your head. I know you are. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm on. It's Sunday night with Alan Ray. I am your humble host, Alan Ray. A little more broke than I was a while ago, but happy. Very happy. Very happy. A lot of weird stuff going on. In fact, I got a text from uh, my friend in Toledo. It says, man, cell phone services just sucked. It's like, yeah. A massive, massive solar flare knocked out radio in Africa in the Middle East Friday. Jeff linked me to this. Jeff and chat linked me to this. It's kind of, and, and I, you know, I have been so stinking busy. I really appreciate when people link me stuff like this because um, this past few weeks, I just, if, if a nuke went off, uh, in the town next to ours. Uh, if I've, if I didn't feel it and didn't see it, I wouldn't know it. I mean, I have just, I have had blinders on and I have just been working my butt off trying to get, you know, acclimated to this new position at work and, you know, and back to playing boss again. Yay. Yay me. Uh, so I'm really glad when people link me things like this and it explains a lot because, uh, quite honestly, uh, hand bands have been crap. I mean, just nasty. I just noticed I had my uh, my HF rig on, and, and uh, 40 meters is, is going good. So that's back. That's cool. But a, a massive solar flare knocked out radio in Africa and the Middle East Friday. Uh, this is from Space.com, an active sunspot that is just about to exit the visible disk of the sun shot. It's par- oh, sun shot its parting flare at Earth, causing a radio blackout in Africa and the Middle East Friday morning. Now, we probably had some of the residuals of that. Not a lot, but some of it. I mean, it just kind of lingers around a little bit. The solar flare classified as an M8 in the second most energetic category of flares departed from the sun at 549 a.m. EDT. That would be uh, uh, 949 GMT on Friday, disrupting shortwave radio communications in the sun-facing parts of the world. According to spaceweather.com, amateur radio operators in Africa and the Middle East could have experienced signal distortion for up to one hour after the flare. The UK space weather forecaster Met Office, pre, um, Met Office predicts there is a chance of further flares today before the sunspot uh, disappears behind the sun's limb. And that obviously did happen. I mean, some of it probably not as, as drastic, but... I think we're just going through, I mean, we're, we're coming into, um, coming into a, a high spot with solar activity and we've discussed this on the show before. And so the space weather forecasters think a coronal mass ejection, a burst of uh, charged plasma that we were talking about, um, may have accompanied the flare and might be heading towards earth. If so, the planet might experience a geomagnetic storm later in the weekend. I'm going to assume that's been happening. Because quite honestly, I mean, phones have been acting squirrely. Radios have been acting squirrely. Um, I don't know. I got to catch up with this. I'm going to have to do some. because. But this is the type of thing I'm talking about. When I'm talking about, you know, maybe having a little bit of preparation, a little bit of stuff in Faraday boxes, uh, making some things that you find near and dear to you, um, and putting them, you know, some backup stuff in some of these little Faraday cages. This isn't bad. All of this stuff does is just, it's a pain in the butt. It doesn't knock any of your electronics out. It doesn't, you know, burn anything up. Uh, It could destroy some satellites. It could damage some things. But it does explain possibly why your self-service has just basically sucked this weekend. Um, 
That's the mild part of what's going on. You know, I talk a lot about in this show about uh, preparing for things, uh, knowing what is going on around you. Of course, shame on me. I had no idea that was even happening because I've just not been paying attention. I've got to get back into a routine of actually, you know, getting up in the morning and just scrolling through the doomsday stuff and making sure that, you know, there's not a meteorite heading for the planet or I don't know, one of a million things. But um, you got to prepare you got to have some backup plans. You got to be uh, ready just in case. It doesn't mean you go around giving yourself ulcers. It just means if something does happen, you know what you're going to do. Um, other things happening uh, around the world. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and, and I think I found the reason why all this is happening. And I'll tell you that in a minute. Um, what is it? Taiwan, I think. Doom scrolling. Yes, we are. This is doom casting already. This is doom casting. I don't have a podcast. I have a doom cast. All right. Maybe I'm just going to start calling this doom casting from now on. Um, <laughs> September 18th. Yeah. Is that today? What is today? I don't know what today is. I told you I'm just out of it. It is the 18th still. A tsunami warning issued after a 6.9 magnitude earthquake hit Taiwan. I think the Chinese had something to do with it. You know, they want Taiwan. I don't trust those bastards. Did I say that out loud? Nope. Oh. Mark this one. Mark this one, Jeff. We're going to have to toggle this one. Anyways, a 6.9 magnitude earthquake hit southeastern Taiwan on Sunday, causing buildings to collapse and triggering tsunami warnings. Quake hit uh, Chaisang Township in the rural southeastern Taiwan, had a depth of 10 kilometers. A Japanese meteorological agency issued a tsunami warning for Miyako Island in the East China Sea, but the agency later removed the warning, so I guess it wasn't as bad as what they thought. Uh, Four people were rescued after being trapped under the rubble of one building. I don't know. Let's see. 20 passengers were evacuated after a train derailed in the area. That's kind of crazy. No casualties so far. So, you know, it's a disruptance, but... Usually something like that is just a precursor to more things like that. So you got to be careful. What else we got? We got all kinds of stuff here. Uh, Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. And hurricanes. Hurricane Fiona. Projected path. Looks like it's going to hit... Well, it hit Puerto Rico. I know that. Um, Made landfall in Puerto Rico. Knocked out island-wide power blackout again. Uh, Knocked over a bridge. uh, What a Category 1 storm reached Puerto Rico at 3.20 p.m. EDT, bringing maximum sustained winds of 85 miles per hour to the National Hurricane Center. System is expected to unleash historic rainfalls up to 30 inches, widespread flooding, and dangerous mudslides. Um. The damages that we are seeing are catastrophic, Puerto Rico Governor Pedro Pierluisi said. So, you know, we got some people who have people there. Keep them in your prayers. There again, if you live in an area like this, and and this is funny. This is funny. I'm looking at the projected path. It hit Puerto Rico. It's making a curve. It looks like it's going to Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Um, I would really have a hard time keeping it in. I really would. If that thing hit Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> I, I shouldn't be like this. I really shouldn't. But what's been going on for the past week has just been epic. 
50, count them, count them, 50 illegal immigrants were dumped off in Martha's Vineyard by Governor DeSantis of Floridia. Yep, he did it. He loaded them on a plane and said, guys, going on a trip to a really nice place and dumped them in Martha's Vineyard. I personally think that was a great idea. A cor- you know, Apparently, the left didn't like that joke at all. Oh, my gosh. They went to pieces. They became unhinged. This is using people as political props. Never mind the fact, never mind the fact that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of illegals coming across our border are being used as political props. I literally wrote an entire article on how the, um, uh, what, La, La Familia Internationalis, uh, the USA um, uh, Communist, USA Socialist Party, all of these places are funding and the United Nations and a lot of Democrat activists are funding and organizing these caravans, death marches coming up from South America, women getting raped, people dying, people getting in the back of semi-trucks and dying of heat exhaustion. All so they can, and they say this right on their sites. Nobody's talking about this. All to, quote, fundamentally transform the way the United States votes, unquote. That is code for changing us to global socialism. This sounds Alex Jones crap until you actually go on their website and read it. You go on the United Nations website and read that they want 2 million immigrants a year coming across the American border. Why? To fundamentally transform the way the United States votes. They don't want us to be free. They want us to be ruled. They basically want communism. They say, well, we want global socialism. No, they want authoritarian rule. They want to be ruled by a one world government. That used to sound like a conspiracy theory. The cat's out of the bag. It's what they want. So these 50 illegal immigrants, 50, count them, 50. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a bus tour. If a, if a, a plane full of old people landed there and got on a tour bus and traveled around Martha's Vineyard, it wouldn't have even, even made local news. But 50 brown people landed on Martha's Vineyard and the wealthy liberal elites lost their doo-doo. One of the community politicians, organizers, had this to say. So, What are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else. Right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. Um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. And with that, and with that, NIMBY liberalism was born. Oh, not here. No, no, no. The, 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 the immigrants can't stay here. I mean, look, they don't even have leaf blowers. You can't leave them here. We, we don't have housing. We don't have infrastructure. Oh, my gosh. Brown people. 
And they're just walking around our neighborhoods. What are we going to do? And for like 30, 36 hours, they had this horrible crisis. We don't have infrastructure. We don't have homes. We don't have the room. Martha's Vineyard. So, you know, this woman, obviously, and she said, well, they, they can't stay here. How typical. And the, thing, the funny thing about it is, is they can't even grasp their own hypocrisy. They're so stupid that they can't even grasp their own hypocrisy. They're so elite. They're so full of themselves that they can't imagine that you can just go on Google Earth and you can just zoom right in on Martha's Vineyard. There is room everywhere. Most of these people have summer homes and another vacation home. And in fact, uh, what is it? Dailymail.com. Just today came out with a uh, article. What homeless crisis? Dozens of rooms and properties are available on Airbnb and Martha's Vineyard after homelessness director claimed 50 illegal immigrants could not stay because the island has no affordable housing. So private rooms and small guest days are on offer for 180 a night, which could have been used as a stopgap for the migrants to be housed. That woman that you just heard's name was Lisa Belcastro, the homelessness director of the island. She made a sensational claim that the affluent area has a housing crisis. Belcastro, who herself lives in a lavish four-bed, four-bath, 36 million dollar property in a secluded part of the island is one of the liberal officials who declared it a humanitarian emergency. They gave them a potluck meal. They took photos with them, a nice little photo op. And then they yeeted those SOBs right off the island to a military installation. They could not get rid of them fast enough. And then they whined on television. They whined on social media. Oh, DeSantis is using these people as political props. Lady, take a trip to Texas. I invite you. I implore you. Get on a plane now. Shoot, we'll set up a GoFundMe. I know with your $3.6 million property on Martha's Vineyard, you may not be able to afford a ticket We'll fly you. We should get a GoFundMe to fly her into Texas and have a nice little air-conditioned limousine pick her up and take her to a border town and ask her, do you think this border town has the infrastructure to take care of hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants crossing the border every day under the guise of of Joe Biden saying, well, we need to be more tolerant. Joe Biden's border policy is wrecking this nation. They're lucky I'm not the governor of Florida or I'm not the governor of Texas. I'd have those people landing in Washington, D.C. I would have them camped out in the White House front lawn. I would be shipping them to Delaware. I'd be giving them tents and have them pitching tents right in Joe Biden's front yard saying, this is your policy. You deal with it. See, these people don't like to have to deal with the policy they want foisted upon the rest of us. 
Well, this, this is this immigration thing is for you people, not us. They can't stay here. We're we're rich, affluent liberals. They, they're just they're just destroying our property value. Hundreds of rooms on the house, hundreds and hundreds of acres. All you got to do is scroll in to Martha's Vineyard from Google, and you can just see. Areas, areas where they can set up temporary housing and probably keep 50,000 immigrants there. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Nope. They got to go. They got to go. They called in the National Guard. They called in the National Guard to yeet these people off the island. Oh, no way. You're staying here. Uh Uh-uh, buddy. That ain't happening. Not, Not in my backyard. That's for the people in Texas and Florida, Arizona, California. That's that's not for us. And, of course, the media being the the mouthpiece of the left that they are, they they took their side. Oh, they're being used as political props. If you don't believe that these people have been being used as political props since the Obama administration, you have not been awake. And maybe even further. What a load of crap. What other kind of things can we get pissed off about in the next seven minutes? Oh, yeah. Come across this little uh, little ditty here. Regular use of ivermectin as a prophylaxis for COVID-19 led up to a 92% reduction in COVID-19 mortality rate in a dose-response manner. Results of a prospective observational study of a strictly controlled population of 88,012 subjects. Ivermectin. You remember Ivermectin? Ivermectin? We could not have access to Ivermectin. It was horse paste. We were told it was horse paste. Well, this horse paste uses a prophylaxis. And this study, this is from uh, what? Cureus.com. had led up to a 92% reduction in COVID-19. What we've been saying this entire time has been proven to be true. Where is the kickback on this? Where is the pushback to the CDC? There is none. Of course, this didn't happen here. Where did this happen? This is... uh, between July and December 2020, a citywide program in Itagia, the state of Santa Catarina, southern Brazil, of course, offered a voluntary medically prescribed program of ivermectin as prophylaxis for COVID-19. It was based on the extensive, well-established safety profile and known absence of risks with long-term use of ivermectin and uh, the lack of therapeutic and preventative alternative options in 2020. The systematically controlled data within this program demonstrated that ivermectin used as a prophylaxis, those of you that don't know what that means, it means as a preventative for COVID-19, improved COVID-19-related outcomes. The use of ivermectin led to a 44% reduction in infection rate, a 56% reduction in hospitalization rate, and a 68% reduction in mortality rate by using propensity score matching to balance the study groups. These conclusions were based on an analog evaluation of the intent-to-treat analysis of randomized clinical trials. 
All participants of the program were included for analysis, irrespective of regularity or the total amount of ivermectin taken. Among participants of the ivermectin use as prophylaxis for COVID-19 program, it was unknown if regular ivermectin use would lead to a more substantial reduction in COVID-19 infection rate and related outcomes than irregular use. Isn't that something? They're slow rolling out all of the things we've been saying since, oh, I don't know, March of 2020. Are we going to see prosecutions for this? Are we going to see justice for all of this stuff? People died. People died because they kept things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, from the general population. Remember that whole immediate attack on hydroxychloroquine? Oh, that's fish tank cleaner. You can't use that. Ivermectin, oh, that's horse paste. The CDC itself come out and said, don't use horse paste. These idiots need to hang. That's all there is to it. Now, I am going to leave this program on a high note. I do know why we're having earthquakes. We're having solar storms. We're having all kinds of bad weather, hurricanes. The Lions, the Detroit Lions won today. Their opening game over the Washington, what are they now? Washington Commanders? Is that what they call them now? Washington Commanders? Washington Commanders. That sounds gay. Washington Commanders. I could think of about a hundred other things I could call them. What if they call them just the Washington Swamp Rats? That would have been a lot better. Anyways, uh, not that it was a huge victory because it is Washington, but it was a victory. Detroit Lions won 36 to 27, but the highlight of the game goes to my man, Aiden Hutchinson, former University of Michigan all-star, bad boy, Aiden Hutchinson, got three sacks, three sacks in the first half of the game, just destroyed. He just terrorized the Washington backfield. That was a rookie record. For the Detroit Lions team. And he was just a monster. He terrorized Washington's backfield today. Way to represent Aiden. He's the man. This is why we're having bad weather. If the Lions keep winning, which they won't. You know they won't. Um, Washington, Jeff, you're right. Washington prostitutes. We may have to have a contest to see what we really need to name Washington. Washington yellow skins. Oh, Washington thin skins. Yes, the Washington thin skins. That would be perfect. But anyways, congratulations to Detroit. You're off to a great start. Um, I'm expecting pretty much four to five straight losses in a row after this. Please, God, prove me wrong. I I would like to see Detroit win a Super Bowl once before I die. Not going to happen. I'm not going to hinge my life on the Lions winning a Super Bowl. You have a better chance of actually a meteor of death hitting my house directly than the Lions winning the Super Bowl. There you have it. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I know I was kind of like off on different things and doing it, but it was a fun night. It was a bit of fun weekend. It was a very taxing and tired weekend. I'm going to go, um, 
pretty much chill out for a little bit, cool off for a little bit. And I don't want to bed. I am tired, man. Oh, um, enjoy it. Have a great week. We are at that point in, in the uh, year that I like the best. Kind of a transitional type of thing. We're, we're expecting thunderstorms tonight. So when I shut this down, I'm going to unplug the whole thing, uh, unplug all my antennas and all that. And then I am going to pretty much chill for the rest of the night and go to bed. And uh, yeah, already, as long as I live, the Buffalo Bills will never win the Super Bowl. That's Cancer Man, the X-Files. If you, if you were lucky enough, fortunate enough to um, be an adult when the X-Files first ran, X-Files killed the bar scene on Friday night. <laughs> because everybody stayed home Friday night to watch the X-Files. It's what you did. It was like the best thing ever at the time. God bless you all for uh, hanging with me tonight. Thank you so much. People in chat, uh, I see Kevin join the chat too. Nice to have you. Everybody have a great night. I will be back next week. I don't know if Stacy knows that next week is the end of the month, but if all goes as planned, um, Stacy and I will uh, be here next week with our uh, with our. Uh, our dirty little show <laughs> talking about all things, survival gardening and survival storage. Join us. I will remind her that that's next week. Hopefully she can make it. If not, I'll just do my own show. It's a, no big deal. So we will talk again soon. Keep it locked on klrnradio.com all week for the best in podcasting entertainment. And we'll talk again soon. <laughs>